Loving God, we come to worship you today because you are God eternal and there's no other God but you. We worship you, we adore you, and bow down before you in love and praise. Thank you for your son, the gift of love, who gave his life for the sins of the world, that we may find redemption. We ask you to be with us today and to bless everyone who is tuned into the service. May we find in the word and may our faith and our hearts be kindled with the fire of the Holy Spirit. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning, brothers and sisters. I greet you all in Jesus' mighty name. I extend a warm welcome to all of you joining us virtually for today's worship. In my last sermon, I spoke about the Holy Spirit and his great love for us all. I also looked at the fact that Jesus came for all of us, not just some. Today, I want to focus on faithful living and some of the lessons we can learn from the Apostle Paul. The scripture for today is 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 6 to 10. This is the second epistle of Paul to the Corinthians. Verse 6, Therefore, we are always confident and know that as long as we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. For we live by faith, not sight. We are confident, I say, and would prefer to be away from the body at home with the Lord. So we make it our goal to please him whether we are at home in the body or away from it. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each of us may receive what is due us for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. This is the word of God. Amen. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. We are living in a time of uncertainty. Each day we wake up, something new is on the horizon. During the past 18 months or so, of dealing with the coronavirus, we have all had to dig deep and fight with everything within us for us for survival in more ways than one. In some way or another, our lives, both individually and collectively, have changed as a result of this virus. We have had to live by faith, not by sight. 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. 
2 Corinthians 5, verse 7. And that is something we will have to do for a time to come, because with emergent variants, it is clear that the fight against this deadly virus and its aftermath are far from over. Recently, in the month of May, we celebrated Pentecost. As believers, we rejoiced for the Holy Spirit has come. We rejoice because our healer has come. We rejoice because our intercessor has come. We rejoice because our comforter has come. The long-awaited gift that was promised to us before Christ's ascension has come. So we are not alone in this world. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 5 tells us, Now it is God who has made us for this very purpose and who has given us the Spirit as a deposit guaranteeing what is to come. Living by faith rather than sight is not something that is easily done, but with the help and guidance of the Holy Spirit, we are able to come into complete relationship with God. Jesus in John 14 and 26 tells us, but the Advocate, the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. So what does it look like for us as Christians to live by faith and not by sight? How do we even begin to do this? Well, one of the key things we should remember is that our circumstances should not determine our joy. As people of God, our faith should be so strong that nothing should shake us, and even if it does, it should only be momentarily. It goes without saying that our circumstances will change from time to time, but our faith in God should never waver. Second Corinthians chapter 4 verse 8 reminds us that we are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. Our hope and joy is built on God and God alone. If we live our lives with this in mind, we can count it all joy when we face trials because we know our Father in heaven will not give us more than we can bear. The book of Philippians, another book written by the Apostle Paul, is described by many as the happiest book of the Bible. Some of the lines read as follows. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. 
Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Jesus Christ. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7. I know what it is to have plenty, Paul says. I have learned the secret of being content in any way and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Philippians 4, 12 and 13. Yet, this very book was written while Paul was in prison for preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. Imagine being in prison, all your freedom taken away, yet you pen a loving letter to the people of Philippi. That is what living by faith is about. You are aware that things will get better. And this testing is part of God's plan for your life. You are willing to live by faith, not by sight, and to let God have his way. Brothers and sisters, the condition of our heart is so very important. And to top it off, as we know, Paul's preaching in Rome the very preaching for which he was in prison would change things for everyone years later because Constantine the Roman Emperor would convert to Christianity and also declare Christianity as an official religion. Another thing for us to remember as believers is that our reaction to our situation should be godly. How do we re react in times of crisis and struggle? Do we worry and fret and ask, Lord, why me? Or do we sing and pray as Paul did when confronted with trials? Acts chapter 16 verse 25 and 26 tells us that at about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake, and the foundation of the prison was shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open, and everyone's chain came loose. Because of their faith and their steadfastness, in their own trial, Paul and Silas were then able to lead the very jailer and his household to Christ and also baptize them in the name of the Father. You see, a broken world needs to see a victorious Christian. Thirdly, we must, re we must remember Whose disciples we are. We are heirs to a royal kingdom. 
So as we walk in faith, no matter the journey, let us remember at all times to make it our goal to please Him, whether we are at home in the body or away from it. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 9 Because He first loved us, that in itself should be a huge push to keep us moving. I am sure you have heard it said before that if you are going through a rough patch, just keep on going because trouble doesn't last always. This too shall pass. Amen. And we know Paul was not a stranger to hardship. He suffered a lot more than we sometimes suffer today. He was imprisoned, shipwrecked three times. At times he was hungry, beaten, helpless, and the list goes on. But he continued to live by faith. His eyes were fixed on Jesus. He advised us that we should do the same. As servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way, in great endurance, in troubles, hardship and distress, in beatings, imprisonments and riots, in hard work, sleepless night and hunger. Second Corinthians chapter, chapter 6 verses 4 and 5. We too must fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. And we know that faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Hebrews 11 verse 1. When we face some of the aforementioned challenges, do we do as commanded? In 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7, Cast all your anxiety on Jesus, because he cares for us. No matter our circumstances, God is right there in the thick of it with us. He cares about what we are going through and the opportune time. If it is his will, he will send deliverance, and until he sends deliverance, he will send his grace. God knows how the story ends. Once we are about our Father's business, our Father will see us through until the end. Just as we are not without fault, Paul was not without fault, and he had passed. And he had a past, but he was able to grow as a believer and realize what really mattered in the grand scheme of things. Brothers and sisters, as we go about our daily lives and our ministry as believers here on earth, let us bear in mind that we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each of us may receive what is due us for the things done while in, body, in the body, 
whether good or bad. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 10 Life does not end here for us. In due course, we will have to explain ourselves. If Jesus came back right now, at this very moment, how would he find us? Would he be able to say, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your father's happiness. Matthew 25, verse 23. As we prepare to embark on the week ahead, let us continue to remain faithful and trust our one true God. Let us remember these lessons from the Apostle Paul. Our circumstances should not determine our joy. Our reactions to our trials should be godly. We are heirs to a royal kingdom, and that has unimaginable benefits that we will reap in due course. Whether we live, whether we like it or not, we will have to give an account one day for our earthly actions. What will our actions be like, brothers and sisters? No matter the circumstances or the uncertainty, let us live in obedience and continue to be God's disciple here on earth. As Romans 8 and verse 18 reminds us, our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the joy that will be revealed to us. We are blessed, forgiven, and set free by the Son. Let us live our lives by faith, not by sight, as a, and as persons who are already victorious, with faith as small as a mustard seed, we can accomplish anything through faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks so much this morning to Valerie for bringing God's word to us. Um, I made a note as I was listening to that because the thing that jumped out at me was when she shared that um, what is seen is temporary uh, and that which is unseen is eternal uh, and that our reactions to our situation should be godly. You know, Paul and Silas were in prison uh, and yet they not only managed to, but they determined to continue to worship God because uh, they recognized that their, their freedom was not dependent on their chains, but on who Jesus is and all that he has done. So let's continue in worship. Almighty God, we come to offer our prayers of intercession as we present to you a broken world, broken by greed, terror, and a desire for too much power. We pray for all nations of the world where there is conflict, unrest and division, and we ask for justice to prevail. 
We bring the leaders of the world to you, Lord, and pray that you will grant them your wisdom so that they would so that they would know your wish and respect human rights and seek to lead their people in the way of truth, freedom, and peace. Comfort those who mourn the loss of loved ones. We remember those known to us. Heal the sick, give relief to those in pain, friendship to the lonely, and reassurance to those in doubt or distress of mind. Make our love strong so that when we see need, we do not close our eyes and pass by on the other side. Lord, we pray for the church and her witness. May all Christians be led to a full understanding and practice of their faith for all church servants, that they may be true to their calling. May the light shine brightly in a dark world. Help us this day that we may do whatever duty lies before us with cheerfulness and sincerity of heart and fearlessly to do what is right so that we may come to the ending of the day unashamed and with a quiet mind. Amen. And let's pray the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. And so we leave here this morning with the blessing of God, our Creator, the Son Jesus who died for us and the Holy Spirit who remains with us evermore. Amen. <laughs>